0: Welcome to Divergence Equity Crayon Version, Episode 7. You guys, I'm sure you know the drill. Um, camera's on. And please put all of your questions, no matter what they are, um, no, matter, or no matter if you're crayon or um, Black's Law or Red Edition, please put them in the chat so that we can answer them on Friday. We love answering questions. And that actually allows us to go deeper into some. So let's say you ask one that may be level orange. We can either break it down or you know turn it up. So don't be like all questions are accepted because guaranteed other people have your question in mind and they may not be asking it. Um, As usual, everything is posted in Telegram and on Facebook. Yesterday's video was uploaded on our podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So without further ado, um, Jody and Darren. Thank you, Kim. Hello Hello. everybody, how are you? We haven't even
1: lined up our camera yet, that's, oh, whoa. (laughs) There, how's everybody doing today?
2: Excellent, of course. Two things. One, thank you Queens again and other participants here and everything that we're doing. There's a lot going on in the background. Every day we sort of, you know, we're we're biting off way more than we can chew, it, it feels like, but yet at the end of every day, there's a very satisfying feeling here knowing that we're actually doing stuff that's going to shape and actually create a better situation or environment for everybody concerned. So what we are doing here, loved ones, is not a waste of time. So again, thank you, loved ones. Thank you, Queens, uh, all the ladies and, and, and people that are involved in this because, again, we're, we're moving and shaking. What was number two? That was you, right? What do you want me to I know? had nothing. Okay, so yeah, right to number two. <laughs> Everything we are talking about here is for a specific purpose. Now, I know many of you um, that have been involved with some of this stuff in the past, you have read some of these materials, you are familiar with some of these things already, but let's just please create a little bit of a space for new people coming in so that they can catch up to us real quick because here's what's going to happen really and essentially this is how this is all going to boil out. We need to spend this much time, hang on, let me get that in the camera here, wait, that's we need to spend we need okay we need to spend a lot of time talking about a remedy or a fix to our problem that's going to be this big at the end of the day so we got to do a lot of explaining as to why how when who
1: so you when you walk in with these documents when you walk in with these forms simplified with your little crayon dictionary firmly at your side if anything comes up you're like please hold your honor cuz you can you can flip to that word. And again, this is about we're not going to send you into the wolves with no armor, loved ones.
2: Come that, on. Yeah, that's already happened to us. So we're here to actually put a little space between us and the wolves, get you a little bit of wisdom and a little bit of knowledge to give you a fighting chance.
1: So you walk in actually going, who dares? <laughs> that's actually, the confidence walking yeah. into court instead of your knees knock in enough of our knees knocking.
2: Yeah. We don't have time for that anymore. We need to develop something here and give it to as many people as we can. That's going to allow them the ability to stand a little taller today, to breathe a little deeper, to relax a little bit, knowing that, Hey, there's a whole bunch of people with incredible hearts and minds at work in the background, fighting for you, fighting the darkness. Again, this is a spiritual battle here, loved ones and newcomers, and, and again, the younger generations that are eventually going to be watching these videos, this is all being done for you. We're all coming together at one particular special point in time in our story. It's not even history. It's our story right now. And without our contribution, without what it is that we're trying to tell other people and share, we're actually doing the entire planet a disservice. By not coming forward, by not standing up and not talking about some of these things, that some of us, are, are, you know, some of our loved ones here, we've spent the better part of our lifetimes working on this. And that cannot be a mistake. That cannot be an oopsie doops. While I'm talking about mistake, again, let me just clarify this. All the things that we are talking about are explaining the mistake that we've all made. We've all made a terrible horrendous mistake in our lives, every single one of us here. Very rarely, again, loved ones, I've been doing this where I've been in this scene for about, you know, 25-ish years now going on longer than that. The point here is some of us have gone through life without being entered into that system, but those people are very few and far between. As a matter of fact, I think I've come across three in my entire lifetime of doing this stuff. So moving forward, The younger generation here needs to hear what we're talking about.
1: look at that. There's one younger generation, JoJo. (laughs) Hello, little one. We see you.
2: There's a reason we're actually doing this just for you. Because of your age and your exposure to what we're talking about, you're going to be next in line.
1: You're a smart little cookie. You're dialed in. You know some things.
2: When I'm not here and when Jody's not here, you will be. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to us
1: You're our legacy.
2: to give you as much as we can right now. Your teachers in school give you a lot of stuff. Yeah, of course. Your parents give you a lot of stuff. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, Santa Claus. They all give us a lot of stuff. But the point here is, is that we're bringing something a little different. We're bringing something a little bit more special. We're bringing something that was actually a bit of a secret. We're bringing something that not too many people have heard of before. It's the greatest secret which is why we got to spend so much time talking about it to actually let you know and show you what it is and again we're making a lot of progress here we're making a lot of momentum we're we're we're, we're covering a lot of ground we're going oh, over we have two now. We're, we're we're going over we're
1: breathing look at them
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're going over you know words that may not make a lot of sense right now but that's okay
1: and we're going to try and dumb this down as much as we can so that, adults can understand it
2: yeah as not
1: ma- the youngsters we got
2: you this is the very neat part here the younger generations they're actually ahead of mom and dad highly they're not as polluted or as confused as mom and dad so you should actually be excited pretty soon you you're going to be just as good as mom and dad at something May, you, maybe even a little bit better pretty soon
1: and this is because we're going to be dialing mom and dad we're not going to be dialing the youngsters here. They're not out of tune. They're irritated because we're out of tune. They know we're serving another, another master. There's a vibration in us that is not vibrating with them. That's why they're freaking out. That's why they're irritated. That's why they're lashing out. It's, it's not for attention.
2: And it's their innocence because they haven't been exposed to this game yet which puts them into a remarkable position. It needs, that position needs to be protected. That position needs to be nurtured. And that position needs to be educated so that we can bring these younger generations up to speed as fast as we can. So, and their parents. And yeah, mom and dad. The
1: youngsters are gonna catch up way quicker.
2: The mom, uh, we
1: look forward to the youngsters sitting down with their parents going, okay, mom, dad, let me crayon this for you.
2: Yeah, that'll be pretty exciting. Again, that
1: would be a beautiful thing.
2: Again, we're all and
1: parents. You sit there and you take it because you're <laughs> supposed to. Your job was to birth them and keep them alive. And, and so it is. Now they're alive. Now it's their job.
2: They're, they're in position, again, to take more knowledge than any public school system can give them. More knowledge than any church can give them. More knowledge than any one particular book can give them. And even scripture. And here's why. Because the scriptures or the Bible or any holy text from any culture, it's all basically saying the same thing. It's saying to be nice to each other. Don't don't cause each other harm. We don't actually make a lot of progress when all we do is hurt each other. It's a form of bullying by not actually knowing better. So this is why our program, in in conjunction with all of you and many more to come.
1: And why our youngsters don't like being bullied.
2: Yeah, again, this is is something that's really being... On all
1: levels.
2: It's really being talked about nowadays, especially online. There's a lot of bullying. There's a lot of strong... Submit. Submit. Listen. Right? This is where...
1: Obey.
2: We have a lot of authority type figures that are trying to tell us what to do and tell us how to do it. And tell us why to do it and when to do it. And what we're saying here is that, whoops, hold the boat. Whoa. I'm entitled to a slightly different perspective. I'm entitled to a slightly different opinion because we are doing something special.
3: And the
1: youngsters are going to know this is not about free for all. It's about being in line and respecting and honoring. Someone that they look up to.
2: So this is where this program, this, these teachings are important. And here's the part of the word important. That's important. It imports, like imports and exports. Something's coming in so something can go out. Important. What we're talking about here is actually very vital. Because we've all made such a terrible mistake. Every mom and dad out there every aunt and uncle out there, most grandparents, all of your friends, everybody you know has made a terrible mistake.
1: What do you mean,
2: Darren? So the mistake we've made is we've taken something that doesn't belong to us and we're using it when we should have been doing something a little bit different.
1: Let's talk about that, here we go, all right kinder of garden episode seven november 23rd here we go loved ones hang on we got a lot for you let's do a little recap so for our youngsters who missed this or the parents that didn't quite get it or for the new people who are just watching this for the first time we're going to catch you up from previous episode six and our queens are going to do that so queens can you kindly please update a little bit as far as what they
3: missed last So, um, yes, we've discussed um, pledge and allegiance before. When you pledge, give allegiance to the flag or the US Republic, any country, you are agreeing to be faithful and obey another god, dead thing, fiction, person, to fornicate under contract with the king. So you're making a sole promise to the government, a promise to be obedient. It becomes an obligation This takes away your rights and now all you can do is contract. And we know allegiance is an obligation of fidelity and obedience that cannot be relinquished without consent of the government. Following all the rules or face jail if you don't, because you make promise if you're going to be faithful to the pledge, it means not being faithful to your God. Now, remember, God said you can only have one master, so you're choosing to be a different master. So serving another master, idol, idolatry, idol, idolatry. Whatever. <laughs> so worshipping an idol or a person other than God is an example of idolatry. Finished. Okay, next screen. Yes, um, and yesterday we
4: took into consideration the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6. And in particular, we went and checked, so uh, read the verse 12. And we went through different Bibles, the most known one, which is the King's uh, James Version. And the verse 12 says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And we went to check as well a previous Bible. We find out the Geneva Bible, which is perceived King's uh, Bible 51 years uh, by fifty-one years, and the same Bible will say who talked about debts debts being forgiven. The new modern translation have changed that to trespasses, and we we went through to check the definitions. And trespasses is something, it's an unlawful act. It's when we enter someone else's property or space without permission, and debts on the other end is an obligation to pay something to pay what you owe so um these dates can be forgiven and the will 15 in the bible it does say verse one says every seven years uh, you shall grant release your uh, the debt debts all debts so that makes us think and believe that the debts are to be forgiven every seven years but then we ask, why doesn't this happen in public? And this is because we act in person and contract, renew our contract. When we act, as Darren was saying at the start, the person is a property of government. And when we act and renew that contract, act in person every time, we are using something that does not belong to us. And for that, we pay rent we pay fees we create debt and we could never pay a debt with another debt so and this is why that actually never happens we keep renewing the contracts
1: fantastic cray- uh, crayon
4: ravina i'm like i'm gonna cry on
1: that i'm so excited i'm like oh darren i'm getting this amazing vision the game is supposed to reset We're in the game of monopoly. We're the little shoe, the little horse, the little hat. Pick your idol, but you're going around the game of life. And the the game of life is supposed to reset every seven years. But every time we landed on something, they distracted us. Oh, you you have to renew your mortgage every five years. Do you notice only loans are a maximum of six years? And that we take it out for 25 or 30 years for a mortgage. Why do we have to keep renewing it? Oh, that's why. Because otherwise they'd have to pay it off. Ah, So kids, every time they want you to sign something that is attached to your nine number identity, Just so you know, that goes on the record. Okay. Do you want to add anything to that?
2: Yeah. And until we do something to fix that record, until we do something to change the events that have taken place, we're kind of stuck. We're stuck on a deserted island. We're stuck all alone. We're a little bit scared. We're a little bit nervous. We live in the dark. We don't actually get to experience life the way we were supposed to because we're all playing a game. All right.
1: So here's today's (laughs) topic. Darren says you were under a social contract, everyone. That's number one. Number two, you're being governed. All right social contract doesn't sound too bad. I don't like it, the feeling of that. And then number three, you agreed and pledged your fidelity to this social contract. Can you just break down fidelity a little bit, please?
2: Fidelity is, it's like an, um, an extreme promise. You know, even as younger people or, or, or youngsters playing in the playground, they will make a promise, but then they'll break a promise. And of course, mom and dad's, might make a promise and break a promise. Promises can be broken. So they're they're important or they're they're they're, you know, they are something that we should hold with a little bit more uh what would be the word value, but people still break promises a lot. Here's the difference between promises and pledges. Pledges are much more strict. Breaking a pledge is not as easy as breaking a promise. So, a contract created in a social environment is just like a marriage
0: a marriage
2: a marriage talks about fidelity that means that you you promise to be faithful if i marry a certain woman i actually am promising to only spend my time with that woman and not be going and doing a whole bunch of other stuff with other women i promise to be faithful and i promise to honor and I promise to spend my life with only this one. So what are we kind of doing when we pledge allegiance to a social contract? We're literally saying, or we're literally promising, I only intend to do this. So in a marriage, you have a partner, man or woman. Your partner is now the government or is now the state And before you do anything, don't you kind of have to check with your partner to make sure that they agree with it or they like it or they want you to do that
1: every seven years.
2: So interestingly enough, we were supposed to be given the ability to renegotiate our contract or get out of our debt or our liability to somebody every seven years. Now they've taken on everything, on everything,
1: every contract, people,
2: even legal marriages, everything we believe oh. it or not, we were supposed marriages. to be able to redeem a marriage every seven years
1: to sit down and go, Hey, honey, seven,
2: maybe that's where the seven year
1: itch comes from.
2: Yeah, maybe. Huh. And literally that's an honorable you way to sit
1: down and go, you know what, honey, is it working for you?
2: Yeah. And I say, no, Are it's you not. Happy? No, I'm not happy. Oh, yeah. you go.
1: usually if he's not happy, I'm not happy.
2: And then you break off. And- but it's
1: done amicably respectfully
2: so here's the interesting part we were all led to believe that once you get married you should never break those vows and you should never want to leave your partner you should always be in love and things like this problem is is we entered that particular contract with a clouded mind and with a clouded heart and dead and we couldn't
1: forget that You're also you entered into a contract, dead.
2: So, if the we'll touch
1: on that next week. If you're if you're actually
2: if you're actually not bringing life to your contract because you can't, your marriage is not what we thought it was. So, moving forward, again, we'll talk about marriage here and other episodes. But again, our legal marriages are not quite what we thought they were.
3: We'll get to that.
1: All right, what's a social contract? Let's do the quick. Black laws ver or the Black Laws version of it, which is a community that is unwritten but agreed upon and establishes responsibilities and rights. So when Darren says you were in a social contract, what are you saying?
2: I'm saying that when we were just about the age of majority, around 16 years old, we all enter into a or an agreement. Now it's interesting here that this community, although it says it's unwritten, but it's agreed upon. Our community, the social program we all volunteered for is written. So I'm going to disagree with this definition a little bit. You could literally say, no, ours is very written. You can go get a copy of it if you want to. All of us have done it. Well, I shouldn't say all of us. Most of us, and I mean 99% of us, have participated or taken part in this agreement. So
1: this agreement being, let's look at orange, that and I just highlighted it, just to make it real easy and for no purposes, that you consent, look, to surrender some of your freedoms. My first question was, did they ever tell us which freedoms those were? Which ones they kept and which ones were ours? In exchange for protection of their remaining rights. Are you feeling very protected, loved ones?
2: So for some reason, they feel we're not capable of managing and protecting ourselves. So they are going to do it for you. Well, why does that even happen? Well, here's why. You have to give up your private property rights, which means everything that our creator gave us.
1: So let's talk land. When you think land, you're thinking dirt. It's not just dirt. Explain why it's not just dirt.
2: Land actually means rights of every kind. It actually means ideas. It actually means a house.
1: Choices.
2: Choices. Opinions. Opinions. A car. A boat.
1: Interesting why we don't have those right now.
2: Land means everything. As a matter of fact, when we went to court with uh, Kim and Jody here about almost six months ago, It was interesting how the clerk at the courthouse said to us as she was reading our documents, Oh, this definition, or this isn't land, what you're doing. I said, ah, you might want to go check with your superiors on that one because land does mean that she goes, I'll be right back. So she leaves, she comes back about five minutes later and she says, okay, you're right.
1: This is like top girl.
2: So the clerks don't make mistakes very often,
1: but she learned something that day,
2: but she learned something that day. Rights of every kind and description. If you think it's your right to eat blue, white and pink ice cream on Saturday, (laughs) as long as you think that's your right and it doesn't hurt anybody else, go ahead and have your ice cream every Saturday. But guess what? When you're a public citizen... And as we're about to explain here pretty soon.
1: And someone gives you your ice cream.
2: Someone's going to give you that ice cream. And someone can actually say, no, you don't get ice cream on Saturday anymore. Or you
1: get these colors.
2: Our choices are slowly being taken away, which is why you have no say.
1: All right. What? Let's do big, like, one more time.
2: Okay, so move. Okay, so. In the current system that we all are living in, we need permission or a license from the government, the game, to do everything and anything we want to do.
1: Do you not notice that? Look at all the times we have to ask permission to do something.
2: And again, to get permission from the government or a license, this means you actually have to make an application for it. And and that means they can approve you or deny you. And it's interesting that as we go forward in our lives versus, say, 20 years ago, the system seems to be tightening down. It seems to be becoming very oppressive. It seems to be taking something away from us that we used to have and now we don't. Or thought we had. Or thought we had. And and now the the rules seem to be getting tighter. And it seems like we don't have as much ability or freedoms. We can't go out in some countries right now after 7 o'clock, for example. Unless you're going right to work or right to a grocery store, you're not even allowed to leave your house. We're
1: being treated like teenagers. It's so
2: weird. We're being treated worse than teenagers. So again, anyone who participates in a social program or a social contract is a socialist.
1: Okay. So kids in the house, we're going to be talking some ugly law words for a little bit. Hang tight with us. Okay. For the adults in the group, hang tighter. okay we have to lay down some stuff so that you understand the importance of this because until you get this you're not going to even understand your placement in the game we're trying to let you know where you are in the game and until you find that you're you're going to keep spinning and and remedy <laughs> try and find remedy like that
2: you're going to you're going to keep feeling lost and i remember when I did show up for school, when I was younger, I remember a program every year called social studies. Oh, what was social studies talking about? Everything public. They were getting us ready for something. And when, it, when you proved yourself competent, or when you proved yourself able to pass, you got to move on to the next level, the next grade. Very the, good robot. The very next year's events. More public teachings, more social events, more socialist behavior. Now, again, when I was 11 years old, I had no idea what socialism was or what a socialist was. So,
1: bottom line, black, slaw, orange doesn't matter. It's someone who practices socialism. A socialist is someone who practices socialism. Very simple.
2: It's, yeah, there you go.
1: So let's define it a little bit more okay so crayon version is it's a person there's that word again a person i'll emphasize that if you haven't picked up pick up your little pen and write that down who participates in social contracts and social events
2: so we voluntarily participate in a social construct which is borderline communism as soon as I heard
1: that word, I wanted to throw up. I'm, and I don't even, I didn't even really know what that word meant. And again, kids, hang tight. We're going to try and make this as entertaining as possible. I'm going to do a bunch of yelling. We're going to move our hands around. We're going to show you a bunch of pictures. So you hang with us here.
2: So we're going we're gonna to explain here right away what communism is. But just as a teaser, the big difference between socialism and communism is in the socialist game, you still have a chance To enjoy your private property rights for now. Once we take that right, believe it or not, in the social construct right now, you don't have any private rights, but they're there. They're literally right there. You can go and take them if you want. And if you don't want to, that's okay, too.
1: So it's all public loved ones. When you agree to be a member of the game, mm, look at the monopoly picture. Remember when you're like, mm, what, what, what am I gonna pick? Am I gonna be the shoe this time? Am I gonna be the horse? When you, once you establish that, it, it demands once you enter the game that you give up your individuality, your private being, your inheritance, your also known as soul. I want to play the game. Here you go. We'll talk about more about what that means. So now you're part of socialism. So we're going to move through this slide real quick. Don't worry. Socialism.
2: Okay. So socialism is not quite communism, but it's very close. And here's what communism is basically going to do that. Social socialism isn't doing yet. Yet communism is them taking away, and by them, I mean the government, the state, the government takes away your private property rights. But here's the thing. You actually can't get them back at all. So there's a difference
1: between socialism and communism. We have countries that are socialism and ones that are communism. And you're going to see the difference between the ability to get back your private rights or not.
2: So the private property rights um, in the system that we're talking about and the land and the instruments, and I don't mean trumpets and clarinets, I mean, paperwork, instruments of commerce or instruments that we use in the legal world are all going to be property of the government, not the individuals. Mm. The individuals just lost everything.
1: Welcome to socialism. It's about the destruction of personal and private property rights. Equity,
2: gone. So again, they have to wean us to it, or they have to gradually get us there. Unless you were born in a communist country, you don't quite understand what that's all about. Hang on, loved ones, because one of our queens was born in a communist country and she's about to fill you in on what that's all about. So here we go again. So just a quick recap on the recap. That's a lot of caps. Point is socialism is not quite communism. It's very close. It's very on its way. Every democracy that I look at nowadays is socialism. We all take part in social events, social contracts, social studies at school, Social distancing. Come on now. Oh. Everything is socialism. We just, don't have, we just don't see it yet. It's all been cleverly disguised. So
1: it means you have no control over your life at all. Is that perhaps why they can put things into our bodies?
2: Yeah, of course. Hmm. Whether you want it or not.
1: And everyone is making decisions for you. Do you notice that? Oh, yeah. You think you can go and I vote for this person. If you actually think your vote counts for anything, loved ones. We're, we were going to hear, and we're going to slap your face a little bit. And you need to play by the rules, or you go to jail, or
2: they kill you uh, again. Oh, and again, I, sound effects included. We can talk about some communist leaders from the past, like Lenin and Karl Marx, and <laughs> I almost said the word gentlemen, men back in the day that have done incredibly bad things with their power. They have done very bad things (laughs) to the point where. To people that threatened it. To the point where we almost can't even talk about because it's just, it's so mind blowing. It's horrendous. how, How much pain and suffering has been had throughout the world over the ages. But this is where things are about to change. So here's an example of some of the socialist countries that we see, all of them every single one out there participating with the birth certificate program is a socialist country. Commonwealth. The Commonwealth countries are socialist. Absolutely. They are now some of these socialist countries, they take it just a little bit farther and then we start talking about communism. So there's just a little bit that separates the two. And from what we can see, The difference is the private property rights. One percent. It's literally this big, which is which is why they say again, for an example, they say possession is nine tenths Mm -hmm. of the law. So that leaves one tenth that they're not really talking about. And yet
1: we thought that was a good thing.
2: (laughs) And yet they don't really even talk about that, whether that are that other 10 percent or that other one percent. What even is that? Nobody even really knows but that's what part of our program here is. And this is what part of our teachings are going to tell you and what they're going to start to fill in the blanks for
1: another screen. We're going to move through quickly. What is communism? It is the non-existence and this is black law family of private property.
2: So with the absence, or if there is no private property at all, That means everything is public. That means nothing is yours. Everything belongs to the public.
1: That's why the orange version, all property is publicly owned. So let's talk about what that's like. Ravina, please. You are one of our queens who lives in a communist country. Can
4: you please explain what that's like? Yes, uh, or lived, uh, was between 1941 and 1985 under Enver Hoja. And uh, yes, there was no property. So people had not had, did, had their own houses. They had to pay a small rent. Uh, the food actually with rations. So each family had to go line up and get their portion of meat or milk early in the morning or the night before to line up um you couldn't choose what to study as well i remember my mom wanted to become a doctor but she was selected to go and study university as in economics and her work was already selected and she had to go work in a in the mind uh, as economics and the same every every person every individual was already selected what study to do and where to work even if it was or could have been signed to work in another side of the of the city that they were born. Um, So uh, religion was abolished, no religion at all. Uh, And the only religion was like Albanianism, so uh, no religion, so atheism as well. And um, even the churches that they have their property were taken away from them and the government, the state owned those properties and used for their own purpose. So this is a summary of what communism was like. Yeah.
1: Oh, it, it, <laughs>
2: yeah <they're laughs>
1: we were like twitching over here, like just even listening to that. They abolished all religion, but kept Albanianism. Oh, how convenient. Which In is worshipping the state.
2: Worshipping the state, which makes sense. Wow. If you've pledged allegiance to that state, and makes sense that that's the only religion you're going to follow. <laughs> so again, when you're a public citizen, And then, yeah, or of Canada, for example, it doesn't matter. Pick your country, it's all the same. When you're a public citizen and yet you think you're a Roman Catholic, guess what? No, you're not. Not at all. You're not a Protestant either.
1: And did you hear that, young ones, where you had to go and get your food for the day? We're not used to that. Our food for the day is our grocery store.
2: Whatever you want, whatever, like, again, choices. Yeah. So, under a communist party, when they're in control, they take away a lot of your life and they don't give it back to you.
1: But they make it sound really good because everyone is equal. There's no one that's greater or lesser than everyone. And people go, good. That makes it fair. Here's the thing. The ones at the top, by the time they spread all their wealth and what they actually, dis- to the rest of the people is peanuts.
2: And here's an example. The Pope sits on a $40 million golden chair.
1: Stop it. Come on now. The co- ridiculous.
2: The, queens, uh, the Queen of England, her throne may not be quite as valuable, but she has other things attached to her throne.
1: I want to see her jewelry count.
2: That make it just as valuable. So again, we have these world leaders religious or political or otherwise that have these incredibly lavish lifestyles. Meanwhile, there's a lot of people that don't have a home. They don't have food. They don't have clean water. They're not warm. They're not warm. So you see how very soon there's going to be a massive shift in the way the world is run. All these people with $40 million chairs are about to lose them.
1: Let's melt that down.
2: Because we have a better use for it. The Roman Catholic Church by itself is one of the richest organizations on the planet. And yet, I see nothing but poverty. I see nothing but suffering. I see nothing but terrible things going on out there. So don't tell me you, Mr. Priest, are doing good works when you're involved in an organization That does not do what it claims to be doing. We said it. Now, again, this is not just the Catholics. This is every other religion out there doing the same thing. Uh, Okay, wait, let me save this. Maybe some of the, the Buddhist monks up in Nepal who live a very meager lifestyle, and they basically have one or two outfits, and they walk around in bare feet, and they tend the garden. Okay, those individuals, I know there's some others like that, Those ones may not be as greedy as some of these other religious-type figures. But we need to just come to an understanding here. or We need to appreciate the system for what it is. And it's about to be turned on its head. Because there is an incredible imbalance with the planet, the wealth of the planet, and the classes of people. Between the rich and the poor, there's way too much space. So it's about time somebody comes in, takes a lot of wealth from the rich and gives it to the poor. A little bit like Robin Hood.
1: Mm, Who doesn't like that story?
2: That is about to happen. It cannot be escaped. It cannot be gotten around because a lot of these wealthy people that we see or hear stories about in the world right now, a lot of them got their wealth through, let's just say, Darker techniques. They took
1: the dark door to equity.
2: They used wisdom to hurt other people for their profit. Now, why is this all gonna change? Because there's a new era amongst men and womankind right now. There's a greater energy here. All of that old system has been around for thousands of years. It's about time there's a big change. We know it will. And that big change is coming very soon.
1: So communism is you give all of your God-given rights and inheritance to the state and no chance of getting it back. Here's so me. And, and forgive me just for a moment. Some countries are Cuba, North Korea, Vietnam, China. Here's the thing, loved ones. If, if you live in a communist country, divergence, as far as, getting your inheritance back we actually don't know how to do that yet for you that's the reality of it Here's it's what... a scary thing as far as the degree there, there's socialism yeah you're you're in the mud communism you're up to your fucking neck in this com- is gonna
2: take we actually don't know we were talking about that today we we're like we don't know what it's gonna do in the communist state you're actually up to your neck in concrete oh you ain't moving in At least in the socialist countries, we, we're in mud. At least we can still kind of move around a little bit. We've got a chance. So here's our only chance. If your country operates with a birth certificate system, you have a chance. If you live in a country that does not have a birth certificate program, I suggest you get to one. Do, do whatever it takes. Because at least there, in a different country, as a foreigner... You can actually start to experience some of these better liberties. An now, alien. Now, here's, here's an, interesting, an, an interesting little part though. We're not bashing communism entirely. Ah, this is going to sound strange given what we just said.
1: And we'll get to that.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> See? I had to do this like, easy, baby. I got you. It's coming. I okay, so channeled the- four pages of it. I should know. Holy okay. cow. So stick on communism. Let's finish this up, wrap it up for the kids in the house. Communism is destruction of your private property. Gone. Gone. Your your inheritance, the concept of father, creator, gone. All of it.
2: Done. No private means no equity. There is no equity in the public system. None. That much. Actually, less, less than zero, gone.
1: And no equity means no redemption, no salvation. You gave it away. We have to remember this. The, 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 what Our loved ones in the communist countries are going to be like, just rightly pissed right about now. Like going, oh, realizing where they are and what they've done. But don't worry, loved ones.
2: Yes, don't worry, loved ones. And here's why. Because when equity takes over, guess what? It takes over the entire world. The communist countries that are out there right now, we sweep them aside. They get get smashed into oblivion. You're
1: not a communist country anymore.
2: Done. Poof. A greater power has just come forward and stripped them of their nonsense. So let's talk about a new
1: energy of communism. When we think of that, remember I told you before I went up,
0: it's
1: gross. yuck. you feeling it. Why? Because it's been used improperly. How about we now infuse that word with a different energy? Because again, there's always polarity. If there's yang, there's yang. If there's yucky, there's yummy.
2: So here's the thing. Communism on the surface sounds bad. And it's bad because the leaders are bad. They have personal agendas of trying to get rich. Almost every political leader out there does, except for Trump. He was one of the first to donate his presidential salary to charity. Why does that guy need an, a, a paycheck from the government for thousand dollars a year when the guy is worth billions? Of course, of course, he's going to say, I don't need that paycheck. Use it to feed the starving children. Of course, that just makes sense. Does Vladimir Putin endorse his paycheck to feed the needy? That's another very wealthy gentleman. And I'm talking wealthier than Trump as far as i know so point being as long as the leadership in communism is really good communism actually has some principles it actually has some some standards that can be used for good things ah now that sounds a little bit contrary to what we were just building this up to be but you know what democracies are just as crappy Because democracies are controlled by a group of wealthy, elite, corporate businessmen who are also only interested in profiting and hurting people. So democracies are no better than communism. Not at all. We think we're free, but we're not living in a democracy. Again, look at the word democracy. It's one letter off from the word demon. Oh, come on now. So things are going on here in the background that we need to wake up to. I love it
1: when he drops bombs on me. You guys, you don't get to witness that.
2: (laughs) So here's here's, here's one advantage to communism. Again, just bear with us. This is going to sound strange in the beginning. All wealth is shared evenly. This is what we can use to reset the game. So literally, when we experience the jubilee or when our debts are forgiven. Imagine, loved ones,
1: your debts are forgiven mortgages lines of credit credit cards when i tap into the energy of that i feel the earth go all of us go
2: we can breathe so imagine that so we're all given a new chance to start again and this time we're starting again with a little bit more knowledge we're going to play the game a little bit differently this time This time, we're not going to be so vulnerable to attack. And as a matter of fact, when we come and play this time, we brought a battleship.
1: And there isn't assholes running the show anymore. Greedy ones at that.
2: But we use it. They're
1: generous and they're kind.
2: Yeah, we use this battleship for peace this time. So blow people things up that aren't. Okay, so sounds better. So imagine the communist idea is everybody gets a basic something that's actually not bad.
1: It's all
2: fair. It's all fair. It's all equal. Okay, well, let's start with that idea. Everybody gets to start again, and everybody gets given a little bit or a lot more than what we had before. Okay, that's fine. But here's the difference: what with divergence and what we're gonna propose here coming very soon in the next slide or three. In conjunction or in addition to starting over with a new baseline we're actually going to also have the ability to do much greater. It's not fair that a man or woman should be held down or oppressed or forced into a situation where they're not allowed to become better. They're not allowed to excel. They're not allowed to do all these wonderful things.
1: If you're a leader,
2: we won't put you in the pack. This is where leadership is very important. Can you imagine a leader that has abundance? Is he going to be very preoccupied with trying to take your wealth away from you? Let's use myself, for example. If I've tapped into my treasury account and I have more friggin' abundance than I can shake a stick at, do I really care about profiting from you? Come on now. And think about that even bigger picture.
1: Imagine you all have $100 in your bank account. You go and you buy your toys and you do your shit. And then it gets to a point where it's like, now what? what is, so Some you have a gift, you have a talent. Someone says, okay, yeah, can you do this for me for $50? Do you see why we eventually ascend to a place where we don't need money? We do things because it's for the greater good. It helps the, the consciousness. It helps your brother, your sister. A little different now. Do you see how the energy shifts?
2: And this is where, unfortunately, in the system that we're all living in right now, and again, this is global. As soon as a man or woman starts a corporation or a business, all of a sudden, they've got some incredible power that their neighbor doesn't have. That's not fair. And for some reason, now that man or woman starts to use that power for more power and more and more and more.
1: That's when the rent keeps going up in the game. Remember when they keep putting the little blocks on? All of a sudden, it was $14. Now it's $56.
2: Right. So again, so this is where a man or woman who's trying to profit should not be in a leadership position at all. And here's more proof. Almost every political figure around the world right now, I'm going to say 90% of them has a law background where they were lawyers. Go look at the Congress of the United States. I'm going to say 94% of congressmen are former lawyers.
1: How convenient.
2: How convenient is that?
1: Number four, charity will be paramount. You want want to know what we stand for? That's a biggie.
2: Why? If we're all serving our creator together, trying to fix the garden, trying to restore the kingdom, you don't need to be paid for it with debt notes. You're doing it because you love to do it. And it's in your heart. If you have access to your treasury account, if you have access to those trust funds that you helped create? Do you really need to go work a job for $19 an hour?
1: It's like literally someone coming to you with monopoly money.
2: (laughs) It's literally insulting. What do I need? Now, again, this is where... It doesn't even apply. No. And this is where, again, wages of sin, donate that. You don't want to touch that stuff. Your inheritance pays for everything. When you need a new car, a new truck, a new house, a new boat, a new t-shirt, new socks, go get it. Your inheritance pays for it, not your labor. We
1: all have abundance. Did you hear that? Labor abundance, big difference.
2: We have access to everything. If I have access to everything, do I, am I greedy now? Nope. You see how greed actually just disappears? Literally. It literally disappears. It's no longer there. I have so much I actually want to give to my neighbor. I'm looking at my neighbor over there. I'm seeing what he's doing. Oh, Okay, that's pretty Maybe cool. Maybe he needs a lawnmower. Maybe he needs a lawnmower. <laughs> so I make a phone call. I contact my personal representative. I contact my servant. We're going to talk about where the servants come from. I say, hey, servant, my neighbor needs a lawnmower because he's out there cutting his grass with scissors. Let it be soap. And then that's when,
1: called genie
2: work and within an hour somebody drops off a lawnmower for the gentleman
1: beautiful energy someone can't afford to buy their groceries you can just go doo, 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 doo. and your little angel in disguise walking around just going making miracles happen where people are like okay the weirdest thing just happened we want those stories on the news
2: and again so loved ones this is where what we're actually getting to right now is we're actually going to take, and this is what we're going to propose. I'm going to let the, let the cat out of the bag right now. We're going to propose, let's take the best of communism. Let's take the best of democracy. Let's take the best of all of the things and create something better. All of the best. And let's put leaders in place who actually already have abundance. So therefore, we can trust that leader because he's already got everything. He's not interested in he's not interested in stealing anything from me because he's already got everything. Well, I can totally trust that type of system.
1: And these are also leaders at number 5 where every they everything is supportive it's not consuming. Do you notice this current system no matter how much we feed it it's a black hole.
2: It just keeps taking. You
1: can't get ahead.
2: Not at all. You're not
1: supposed to. You can't. Number 6 You should want to invest everything, your person, back into the state. Why would you want to do that?
2: This settles the account. No more war. This
1: is taking the birth certificate back.
2: Take that birth certificate back and say, whoops, I don't think this belongs to me. I found it. I don't think it's me. I don't think it's me. I'd like a little clarification here. And go to a judge for that. And again, we're going to explain how to do that here very soon. But it's important that we lay down why we're going to be doing that. Because we don't want to get to that portion of of our program and then have people say, well, I don't even really understand why we need to go to the judge to have our problem fixed.
1: Or more importantly, the judge going, why was that important for you to be here?
2: Yes. (sighs) This is why we're going to lay down a third of our episodes just explaining why we need to be looking at this as a remedy or as how we're going to get out of jail.
1: So you can say to the judge, why? I can tell you why, judge, because this settles the account. I'm not at war. Anymore, I'm not at peace with the state.
2: And here's where, if we're if we're at peace with the state, this is creating a different type of nation. Hmm. The The Bible talks about this: a great nation because all of its people are natural. No one's acting in person. Everyone's got abundance. Everyone's full of love and joy. Everybody's contributing and producing and supporting and paying for stuff. And the private sector is kicking ass. There's no more public anything the private sector literally just took over.
1: So there's nations of dead people and there's nations of natural or alive people. When
2: you have a nation built with natural persons, that will become the greatest nation or the nation of nations, the most powerful nation of all. That's where we're heading.
1: Speaking of that, number seven, the leadership ought to feel very self-evident as it will reflect, look, and feel like Christ's second coming. Please explain that.
2: All of us people serving the Lord through Christ or Buddha or whichever, again, whichever deity or entity it is that your particular religion pays homage to or holds in respect or reveres. All of these figures are basically saying the same thing. Problem is, Is that we don't get to access that love and that grace and that mercy because we keep acting in person.
1: And this is why we say, loved ones, anything that you come across, feel your way through it. If it's Christ's second coming, which we're all looking for, it's gonna have a vibration, it's gonna feel good. You're gonna love it, you won't be able to get enough of it. Follow that, whether that's us or someone else, it doesn't matter. Follow your joy.
2: So again, when you have a man or a woman as a leader doing righteous things, and you can tell they're performing miracles because they're just, you know, uh, a little
1: wiser, a little smarter.
2: Executive order after executive order after executive order is just nothing but kick ass awesome stuff. Helping everybody getting rid of poverty, getting rid of homelessness, all of that stuff, the big big stuff. stuff. So let's just talk about dictator for a moment, talking about communism, because communism and dictatorships are, those are almost like a yucky word, right? Like a dictator means one man or woman who controls everything.
1: Who's
2: a dick usually. And usually tells tells everybody how to do it and why to do it and when to do it. Now let's just, okay, so there you go. That dictator is the one that dictates, correct? So let's look at something for a moment here. Again, this is going to rub some of our, Some of our folks just slightly the wrong way.
1: We don't do that.
2: Was Christ considered a dictator? Was he delivering a message, a dictation, but a living version of it? Could we almost say that, hey, wait a minute, maybe father is a dictator. Maybe God in heaven is a bit of a dictator. I don't mind that title or I don't mind calling God a dictator.
0: As long as he's good.
2: If the dictation is fantastic. Do we have a problem following that? Nope. Why would you? Why would you? Nothing to do with persons. Nothing to do with sin.
1: It's alignment with Christ's spirit.
2: Nothing to do with debt. Nothing to do with liability. It's private. Nothing to do with cons and frauds and all that other shit. Sign me up. It's pretty clean. Sounds better than the deal we got. And because it's clean, this is a dictator I could follow.
1: And number nine creator's law will always be private
2: the bible talks about something called publicans do not be a publican my children are not common book says that a lot too do not follow common things common things are filthy the bible actually says common things are filthy so if we're talking about common things for common folk would that be common law yes is that public law Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Is it private law? Nope. Mm. Is it creator's law? Nope. The public common law is there for people that don't want to do the private special stuff. Number 10, a
1: nation with people entered into the book of life. Feel that. Remember that? The book of life?
2: No, no, very few people do.
1: No. Why? Because we're all in the book of death.
2: Why are we in the book of death? Literally, well, the registrar, the registered people, the building that holds all the registered events, they only have one event on record. And it says that we never showed up.
1: You never came back from the sea.
2: We never came back to express an interest. or in
1: your life at stake why wouldn't you if you were alive?
2: Again, this is where only... It's huge. It's only because we weren't told the rules of the game. We didn't know how important some of this stuff was. We didn't know we left it. We didn't know we left life. We didn't know. Who would ever have even come up with such a stupid thing? But apparently it's out there. And apparently we're all victims of it. But again, here's where we actually have a chance to fix our problem. Loved ones. We were asked, what's your mission statement? Well, guess what? We
1: don't really write it out. We're not going to do forms. We're not going to do the old school. If you want to know what we're about, feel us.
2: Here's what we're about. We're about wiping out everything that we know because it's all crap. All of it. All of it. It's all garbage. We're going to start again. We're going to take the few things that were good from a few different things and use those as we move forward. Yes. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about democracies, communisms, republics, all of it. It's all going to get replaced with something better. And what's this something better? It's called equalism. True. Equalism. Equalism is a very important word. Now, again, we're only going to use this word for a little while because when we were serving another master, we have to not serve that master for just a moment. We have to take it out of gear. We have to go to neutral position. Our neutral position is now called equalism. It's having something better in our minds and hearts, something for our neighbors now, not just ourselves. We need to start thinking about everybody, not just this selfish, what can I gain? What can I profit? How can I get that $100,000 car I've always wanted? My neighbor just got one, so I got to go get one too. Wrong. We got to start changing that whole mindset. So equalism is just a transition title. That's going to move on to something a little bit better. But for now, just consider this to be neutral. It's taking us out of democracy, out of communism, republics, all of the political constructs or governments that we've all pledged allegiance to. We're going to take a step back from that for a moment. And just the yucky part of it. We're leaving the good. So this transition title, again, this is going to evolve into something better. And we're actually going to develop a new title or a new... Type of government where we need one, where we're not just worried about governing or controlling your mind. No, so thanks. Yeah, there's a little bit of helping us get to a new better place mentally, spiritually, physically. And this is the journey that we're all talking about right now. This is what divergence's mission statement is. So I did a little bit of Googling when it came to equalism. And I came across a document. It's maybe a two or three pages long type of thing. But everything that's in my heart, everything that I want to implement, everything that I want to share, everything that I want to help cure, fix, make better, repair.
1: Yeah, he got real excited
4: about this one.
2: This particular document is already talking about everything I slash we want to do. And we're going to release that. We're going to share that with you loved ones here over the next few episodes, because this equalism thing is pretty incredible. Equalism or equality and equity are very similar. Equity wants us all to have a fresh start. Equity wants us to start playing the game a little differently.
1: So if you did screw up, there's a reset.
2: Yeah, it's, it's okay. like a
1: new life. It's like, you know, when you're in your video game, okay, kids? You got your video game and also you like just go, you know not Screw it, up. I'm just gonna jump off the, the hill here. Or just gonna run into this guy, he's gonna blow me up, whatever the case may be. You get another life. And sometimes you get your shit together and you pass the level. That's really great when that happens.
2: And you'll notice to pass that level in that video game, you usually had to go discover things. You had to go find things. Yep. You had to earn points. Multiple times. You had to earn points. You had to get some kind of reward. You had to collect coins. I don't know. You had to do something. You had to put some type of effort in. To or go pa- find
1: another life.
2: To oh. pass to pass the level. We had to do something to pass the level. This is what we're talking about. This is our summary. This is what divergence is all about. Teaching us how to pass this level
1: all right so we're going to conclude now this portion of our crayon version thank you so much loved ones for coming and joining us again we know the summary is a bit like and you need a moment and that's why we strongly encourage you to join us for the meditation that is six minutes long for our youth please come join us feel the vibration of this If you're trying to download equity and you can't take six minutes to align to spirit to help you to align to equity more.
2: We're missing, we're missing opportunities. And
1: we are noticing everyone that's showing up, everyone
2: for the record and who's not. And again, this is all helping us get to where we're going. We're all working together as one big team. As I've mentioned in the past, we're all trying to share experiences to help each other. So that, A, you can either stop making the same mistake that that person just did or that individual just did. You can actually leapfrog a little bit. You can actually, you know, jump forward a little bit. Move ahead one or two spaces. In
1: Queen's School, we talk about snakes and ladders.
2: So, again, this is all. that
1: game? It's old school. But you're either going up or you're down. And there's so few spaces in between where you're going straight. That's just your recalibration stage, your chance to get your shit together. Because guess what? There's a snake or there's a ladder
2: coming. And depending how we respond to that snake or ladder is going to make an incredible impact on your life. So this is where and this is how and this is why we're saying, yes, it may feel a little bit slow right now. Again, to you veterans and to you loved ones that have been around the block a few times. And you've heard a lot of this stuff before. Again, just please be a little bit more patient because within a handful of episodes here, we're going to start getting to some, how do we fix our problem? What do we do? What do we say? What do we write down? How do we connect? We
1: will see forms. You're going to work with us and we're going to put it in and you're actually going to know what we're putting into these forms now.
2: So that's why we're laying down as much information as fast as we can.
1: All the yucky, heavy, yucky
2: words. We have to get tight. We have to talk about a lot of this stuff first so that when we start talking about the other stuff coming up, it's going to make a little bit more sense. You're going to have a couple more aha moments. And when you feel full of love and joy you're going to have an impact on your life like you've never had before
1: so loved ones we don't have a glossary for you yet and that's because we're going to be putting together a crayon one for you so that when we're going through this you can look at the different versions of this and then as you increase your knowledge you can go to the orange version and then go to the red one and eventually we'll be releasing the whole glossary all together Okay, so thank you. Any chats, any uh questions, messages, please leave it in the chat. And of course, we will see you tomorrow, same time. Bye, loved ones.
2: Thanks, loved ones. Love you.